A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I hope you're all having a wonderful holiday week. Know that I'll be back after the new year with recaps of our favorite Bravo shows, but until then, I have some fantastic interviews lined up that will uh, you'll all hopefully enjoy as much as I did doing them. Today on the show, we have a couple interviews that I did for my sister podcast, which is called A Very Merry Iconic Podcast. I hope you'll check that out. Uh, the first is with Rachel Lee Cook, a queen icon legend you might remember from She's All That, Josie and the Pussycats. I always want to say Josie and the Pussycat Dolls, but that's a different kind of movie. Uh, no, Josie and the Pussycats, she was in the Babysitter's Club movie. She's been in a ton of stuff, and it was so wonderful to sit down and talk to her. She had a new movie on Hallmark this year, and also she's doing the She's All That reboot called He's All That. And I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe this. my interview with her is the first time she talked about the reboot. She just finished filming it. So uh, you guys, I, I'm pretty sure this is either the first or one of the first times she's talked about it. So. I'm super excited for you guys to hear that chat. And then right afterwards, I'll play an interview I did with Marie Osmond, who's of course a legend in the industry, but I got to say it's my mom, Linda Pellegrino's like favorite star, favorite celebrity. So I had my mom join in on the Zoom, Linda Pellegrino, and everyone's been asking for me to get Linda Pellegrino on the podcast. Well, here she is. She joined me for the Zoom to talk to her idol, Marie Osmond, and it truly made her year. And it made my year because it made me so happy to be able to share that experience with her on this holiday when I'm not able to be with her in person, to just kind of have that gift. It really meant the world to me. And uh, Linda just had the greatest time of her life. I mean, I know it was the best thing ever. Best thing ever. So uh, I hope you guys will enjoy both of these interviews. Please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. We still have merch available. It's at everythingiconic.store. Check that out. If you want to support this podcast, and if you want bonus episodes over the holiday, go to patreon.com slash everythingiconic. If you click Become a Patron, you could donate $4 or more per month, and you get access to the bonus episodes. I'm doing one a month, and I'm recapping Sex in the City over there, the, sh- the TV show. Finally, you can watch these interviews on the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one. Go like, comment, subscribe over there if you want to watch them. And without further ado, please enjoy this chat with Rachel Lee Cook. Oh, we also talked about the drug commercial, which has left me shook for years. Remember she was in that drug PSA with the the frying pan and the egg. Oh my God, you guys, that thing, that thing has never gotten out of my mind for about 20 years now. When did that come out? In the late nineties. And it's still been rustling around in my head every night when I go to bed, I think about that. Never will do heroin because of that. Do you know what I'm saying? So please enjoy this chat. Uh, I love you guys. Happy holidays. Stay safe. Uh, and I'll leave you with these two chats. Bye-bye. Great. Oh, thank you. All right. Hello, everyone. I'm Danny Pellegrino, and I'm here with the one and only Rachel Lee Cook. Rachel, how are you doing today? I'm good. You're making me wish I put on my Santa hat. I might go get it later. Oh, God, yeah. I, I feel really festive. I just watched your Hallmark movie, which aired last night as of this thank recording. You. Thank and it you, was, Danny. 
It was so cute. Uh, do you enjoy doing the, the Christmas movies? I do. I do. I liked, I, I loved the experience of making my last one. Oh, Purdy fell. My phone is oh, okay. so rude of me, Danny. I enjoyed the experience making the last one that I did, Blue Ridge Mountain Christmas, a great deal because I got to work with my friend Ben Ayers, um, who's a fantastic actor. But this one, Cross Country Christmas, is so much more comedic um, that it just it, it gave me that extra element to be able to play. And in these times, it was just really what I needed. So um, it, it just, yeah, it was a great experience. And you produced it, too. Mm-hmm. When you're producing, because you also produced Love Guaranteed, which was like a huge Netflix hit and stuff. When you're producing these movies, um, specifically in this sort of like rom-com genre, what are you looking for in a a good rom-com? Or what do you think makes a good one of these movies? Well, I I love working in this genre because I'm just, I'm a super fan of it. And I love that the, you know, the dramatic stakes are all there. You get to play the drama and you get the comedy. I'm like, I'm, I'm greedy. I want all of the things at once, right? So as an actor, that's why I love these movies. But as a producer, what I look for is either a new way in, like with Love Guaranteed, which I did story on. Um, although, sorry, not according to WGA, which is fine because someone else completely wrote the script and did everything. But like I did the concept right. initially and whatever. So, yeah, like I always look for like a new way in as much as is humanly possible or you just want something that feels insanely classic and satisfying that just scratches the itch. That's just a true like fastball down the middle. So anything that sort of like does a little bit of both doesn't interest me that much, Um, you know, or that sort of like, you know, is slightly different. I'm just like, no, 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 try to go all the way or or keep it clean and classic and kind of perfectly cliche at times. Yeah. Yeah. When you're doing, um, in terms of the Christmas movies, do you have favorites from growing up or things that you watch every year? Um, let me see. Well, I'm older than you. I can tell, but my parents do not know that Rachel, you do not know that. (laughs) We all have our secrets, Danny, but, um, let me see. My parents made me watch and I, you know, we all liked, uh, of course, Christmas story, Chevy Chase, Christmas vacation, home alone, uh, I think Elf is one of the great classics of all time, even though that didn't come out when I was a kid. But like, I don't know. What about you? What am I? I even have a pen and paper here. I'm going to write down one, your favorites that I might have been missing. I mean, Christmas Vacation to me is like the best of of all of those like big Christmas movies. But I also grew up. I loved the Santa Claus Home Alone one yeah. and two. Um, I mean, I've been watching constantly. Yesterday, I was watching the Garfield Christmas special, which is like a cartoon. Danny. That one. Um, that one I love, but I, you know, I watch Hallmark Channel all day long. It's like, you know, it's visual Xanax for me. So it's like, it just feels good to have it on. And, and Lifetime does a lot of great movies too. And Netflix has been really stepping it up for the holiday movies this year. They did a, a jingle jangle. It was called, it's like a big family film. And I kind of, it looked bizarre. Like the, the poster art on Netflix looked insane. And I was, right. I put it on to sort of make fun of it. And then it was so charming that I just fell in love with it. Oh my God. Okay. I'm writing down Garfield Christmas and Jingle Jangle. Yeah. They're good. I'm Uh, on it. And Rachel, speaking of classics, like I grew up, I was a teenager when She's All That came out and it was so, it was everything. Like, of course I'm a gay man. So I was in love with Freddie Prince Jr. But you have great taste. Yeah. He was, he was gorgeous. And, um, and you too. And there were so many, I was trying to think of what questions I would want to ask you about that. And I was curious about the costuming because mm. 
there are so many sort of iconic costumes, specifically, of course, your dress, everyone remembers, but then there's also the overalls moment and, and so many different things. Is there one look that really stands out to you that you loved? Um, it's funny that you bring this up because I was just, and it's now out there so I can talk about it, but I just finished working on the reboot on Friday. Um, let me see. Is there one look that stood out? Uh, I feel most proud of the falafel hat. I would say, because man, nobody, nobody, nobody's really, you know, you're turning heads for all the wrong reasons in that hat. And I think I remember I did it to myself. I remember thinking I wanted to look like one of those people who had to wear an unfortunate hat at a, you know, at like a mall food court. Like, let's go all the way there. And they whipped up that falafel hat seemingly overnight. It was like, you guys are way too good at this. feel like you've done this before. Um, And it was wonderful to see Denise Wingate and, um, and Patricia, who uh, did the costumes on the original back for the reboot. Oh, so they did come back for it. Yes, they did. And I marveled the whole time about how on earth they could, you know, sort of have a real finger on the pulse of what was cool way back then. And also now, I mean, I'm obviously a little bit old to be an authority on what's cool, but like these kids in the reboot look amazing. I was so I was so happy that she was back because it just, it'll, it'll have her flavor there. You know? I mean, that dress, when you come down to sixpence and other richer, it was just like such a moment. It was, it was everything. So tell me about the reboot. What can you tell me about? He's all that. I can tell you that uh, they will give you another red dress moment. I'm not giving it to you, but somebody will. Okay. I can't wait. Definite, definite great moment, different dress, but it's red spoiler alert. Uh, It's beautiful. Denise did a great job. There, I can tell you that there's a character that will remind you a lot of Matthew Lillard's character. Um, and he's a lot of fun to watch. And I really just, uh, I was very impressed by the, I'm just going to say these words and feel as old as possible. Young people on this movie. I was very impressed by all of them. Yeah. Yeah, They're just, they're good kids and they're professionals because they've been working in this bizarro business, being their own, you know, brand, not in like a douchey way, but just yeah. like being young business people for years now. And they didn't, you know, rise because they don't work hard and treat people well. They they really do. And I was also very impressed that they're not on their phones all the time, as I kind oh, of that's good. would be, if I'm being honest with you. Were, um, were they aware of the original? Uh, yes, they did okay, know yeah, they... how they came to be there. They were all like bizarrely complimentary and deferential to me, which is that's not bizarre, Rachel. It was like the best movie ever. Like that's no, I appreciate it, but I'm just like, I'm not a good or real grown up in my mind. So it was just bizarre. You know what I mean? I'm just like, thank you. Carry on. Good job. Like what? I don't, how is this happening? I don't know. So are you the mom of the, the lead yeah, yes, because it's okay. a because it's a gender swap. Uh, our focal point, at least, are sort of like the the person who instigates the bet. In this instance, is the girl. So I and she's played by a young lady named Addison Ray, who's a lovely girl who got her start off of TikTok. And um, so yeah, I play her mom. And is anyone else back that we would recognize from the original? I don't think I'm allowed to say. Okay. Okay. Uh, Maybe. I'm so excited for it. I'm, I know a lot of people must be. Uh, I want to briefly touch on Josie and the Pussycats, which I think um, for a certain generation, for gay men and women, that was uh, such a 
cult. That's a cult movie for us. That's a love. Uh, we Thank love you. it. That, that makes me so very happy. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Is there something, a memory or anything from that experience that kind of sticks out to you? So many. And I got to walk down memory lane a little bit. I was uh, filming cross country Christmas in Vancouver, not long ago at all. And who do I run into in the lobby by the elevator, but Alan Cumming. Love him. And I just went, Oh my gosh. Like I just couldn't believe that, you know, a little over 20 years ago, basically down to the month um, that there he was. We all, all actors, like we all basically stay at the same hotel when we work in Vancouver. So it's not crazy to run into people there, but he, and he was like, Oh, Rachel, so good to see you. We Rachel, just come on, like catch up, be great, you know. And I was just like, oh yay! So oh. we just went and like had a nice chat and talked about old times. And um, I did not do my horrible accent for him; that would have been terrible. <laughs> but I adore him so very much. Um, yeah, that that it's movie. Lovely. Yeah, oh my god, he's the best. But in terms of like a specific memory, I would not even know where to begin. When something like that happened, because it is beloved now, but at the time, you know, it didn't do so hot at the box office or anything. So at the time, was it disappointing? And and with the time that has passed and sort of the reverence that has become of that film, does it does it feel good? To, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Um, I know exactly what you mean, okay. and okay. I think you said it great. Okay, thank um, you. When I back when I made it, I was uh, 21, I think 20, yeah, 20. And I just remember like the the business of, you know, show business, like the money part of it. No one talked to me about that back then. So I knew that it didn't fling open every door for me, you know, from there on out. But I knew that it was sort of like a, you know, sort of a lighter tone movie. Like I certainly wasn't expecting an award or something like that. So it wasn't really apparent to me that things were going sideways for the film or for me because of it in, in any way. And it kind of wasn't like I continued to work. I stayed really busy in the indie world with this and that. I didn't really stress about it. It wasn't until many years later that I sort of realized that it did, that its lack of financial success had a very real impact on my life. But I never became an actor to just be in things that were as popular as humanly possible anyway. So should I have hit, you know, hit pause in some way and tried to care more? I I don't know. I hope not because that sounds awful and there's nothing I could have done about it. But in terms of like why people didn't go, I guess like I could just sort of throw it back to you and say like, did you see it when it came out? Like, why or why not? Do you think it was marketed to, little kids like but I have no clue I'm too close to it like I'd be yeah. interested to know what you think I think the marketing was an aspect to it I caught it later on and uh yeah I, you mentioned little kids and I remember looking at it and it looked like very colorful mm-hmm. little kiddish and then not to say that it's not great for young kids too but um I think there's a definitely an edge to it that when you when you see it I don't know uh, oh yeah, I mean like the du, jour, the du jour songs right, and right. the commenting on you know being like uh, manipulated by advertising and it's just like these aren't kid themes you know right. but at the same time we weren't an out and out you know grown ups only satire so I get where it was a little confusing yeah and sometimes it's fun for people to feel like they kind of discovered a movie a little bit I feel like oh. when it's something that goes under the radar a bit you know, you get excited to share it with friends. I always talk about a movie called Drop Dead Gorgeous, which came out around 1999-ish. 
it came out. Familiar. It's Is with Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst, yeah, and uh, Kirstie Alley, um, Allison Janney. Okay, I'll um, check this out. What's it about? Denise Richards. It's like a great. It's about a Minnesota beauty pageant. It's it's like yeah. sort of uh, written as a mockumentary. So, but it's scripted. Um, but it's so funny, and it's one of those ones that came out around a similar time, and now there's such a reverence for it because I think we got to share it with our friends and say, "Oh my God, you have to see this movie!" Like, That's awesome. you know, there's a, a I don't know a shared. I feel like you're in on something special. Like you yeah. feel like you're like. We get it. You know, that feels good. Rachel, I mentioned costuming and I have to, of course, ask about your drug commercial that shook me to the core as a child with the pan. You do do heroin, Danny? I've never, I would never do it. No, not after that, after seeing the egg in the frying pan. Um, And I know you redid it. You you did like a a version of it for 2017, which was amazing. Thank you. And for a great cause. And, um, I'm curious about that costuming. Here I am asking about all these costumes, but that you redid the costume for 2017. So when you did the original, did you have some input in what you were wearing? Were you trying to just be pared down? Do you remember any of that? Uh, I remember when I went, they said, could you bring some of your jeans? So I brought a couple pairs of jeans. And I think the ones I'm wearing in the original spot were mine at the time. They gave me the tank top. I didn't want to really wear something like that now because I'm a grown-up person. Um, so I did a tank, but just like a version of it that seemed pretty unflattering. Looking back on the spot when I saw the way it was lit, I was like, well, that was a mistake. Um, but uh, yeah, I wanted it to be visually reminiscent of the original one that I did. You know, I, I'm sure I could have worn whatever I wanted for the, right. the reboot there. Um, they didn't even tell me what to wear. You know, I think if I'd shown up in like a logo or a print or something, they might've been like, Oh, I don't know. But no, they, they left that up to me. The creative team on that was great though. They handled absolutely everything else. On the original, did they just tell you like, go to town? What's the direction in that original? Like, do you remember any of that? I do. I remember the director's name is Eden and Oh my God, I'm spacing his last name right now. He's very talented. What's wrong with me? It'll come to me. Um, no, you have to shot list that very clearly because otherwise, you know, you do two takes of something, something's broken behind you. We only have one of that, you know, like let's break this glass safely. Um, you know, some of the stuff where you can't see my face and it's just like my arm going through or something like that. I'm wearing safety goggles and like, you know, I've been told which way things are going to fly. And so, um, yeah, it, it, hopefully felt very impulsive and in the moment, but no, it was pretty, pretty organized shoot. I mean, such a memorable moment. I think Thank you. Uh, your feature film debut was the babysitters club. And I'm curious, I, I, I think Vulture did like a retrospective where they interviewed you and some of the uh, original people. Uh, did you see the reboot on Netflix? Did you catch any of it? Okay. I haven't seen it yet because you I have to watch it, Rachel. Anything. I can't wait to watch it, but I am it's insisting. So I, I keep saying this and I feel like such a fraud because I can't, I literally can't wait to watch it. And I'm going to force my daughter to have a beautiful bonding moment with me where we watch it together. But she's like being a real, uh, she's being very stubborn about not wanting to watch things that aren't animated right now. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get through that. And then we're bonding. Damn it. I mean, it's really beautiful. I'm an, I'm a grown man with no kids, and I was watching. I was like, "This is so well done." It's just a, it has that spirit of the original books and the original movie and stuff. And I love the art. Um, you know, I 
loved being able to uh, to chat with uh, Malia, who took over the Marianne role. And I could just tell by talking to her on the phone, like that she is just perfect in essence and spirit to uh, to carry that torch into the future. Yeah, um, she's just a a plus young human. I'm going back to She's All That for a second. Did you watch Not Another Teen Movie, which was, of course, the spoof? And the lead character is largely a spoof of you. Did you ever watch that? I didn't. And when you think about it... Rachel, you have a lot. I'm going to give you a list. (laughs) I have a lot of reality TV to catch up on first. How dare you? Oh, we got to talk about that afterwards, but go ahead. Um, No, I didn't see it. Uh, I remember when that came out trying to tell myself that it was a parody of a lot of movies and they couldn't directly be making fun of me in an entire feature film. I just refused to accept that as a partial reality. So yeah, I just kind of never got around to it. It's really funny. I mean, it's bizarre and and wild, but there's some really funny stuff. And yeah, that lead character is all you. Um, But I I would think it's a compliment to just how legendary that role was of, of Lainey Boggs. And I, totally take it that way and when i showed up uh on set to the reboot of she's all that i thought to myself wow this kind of feels like one gigantic compliment is how i choose to take it you know because you know you're in something that was popular a million years ago and you don't sort of think of it as more than that but then when you think to yourself wow people think that that was so popular that they can continue to make money off of it like that's that's pretty insane to me uh, Rachel, tell me about this uh, reality TV you need to catch up on. What are you watching? <laughs> what do you like? Okay, I loved uh, Love Fraud on Amazon. Did you so see good? Yes, <laughs> right. It, I thought it was so good, but also I was shocked. That, I thought this show would have been the biggest thing that everyone was I talking know. about. You and I are the only one who know that, about this, so that's why I wanted to bring it up. But you've seen it, but like, yes, everyone who so might good. happen to see this interview, go watch it. Right. So good. Right. Um, I'm very into 90 Day Fiance. You and my boyfriend. Yeah. (gasps) He loves it. Why not you? What's going on? I I did a season of it. I did, uh, you know, and I'm familiar with the world. I'm, of course, aware of Darcy and the sister and like that whole saga. Mm -hmm. I've interviewed Darcy a couple of times and every time it's a journey. Um, But yeah, that there was a season around there. I did before the 90 Day. And then I think I just got overwhelmed. I understand. Yeah. And you know what? It we're going to start you clean with a good with a good season at some point. Um, but there's yeah. so much in that world, though. It's like there's they got so they have the spinoffs, and then and I don't know about you, but like I get addicted to like all this. I'll like follow them on social media. I'm following the drama like off the, and I'm like, this is I'm getting overwhelmed. I I haven't gotten into that yet. Oh, I do. What else? Uh, what else should I be watching? Well, I'm of course a big Housewives fan. I mean, I love the Real Housewives, so I love anything Bravo related. I I do the Top Chef. I do the Below Deck. I do all of them. Top Chef is really good. As like a, it's not as messy. If you like a little bit more highbrow reality show, I feel like Top Chef is a good entry point into Bravo. And then you get messier when you move into like the Southern Charm and Vanderpump Rules and those okay. those ones. Okay. How are they with keeping it like really interesting? Like how scripted does it feel? Like one to 10, does it feel like seven or are you like, not scripted, but orchestrated? It's definitely orchestrated. Like, you know, it's orchestrated. And I think once you learn the rules of the world, 
then you can kind of just enjoy it and sit back. But there's always like things that happen. And I, I watch it through the lens of like thinking, you know, if, if my, my brother, my mother who don't watch the housewives, if they put it on, they would be like so confused by things that viewers just take as fact. So it's like, there's certain tropes and things like that, that viewers are so accustomed to. So you might watch it and think like, what the fuck is going on here? And then it, once you get Probably, used to it. But yeah. yeah, I think you get into it. I Rachel, I don't want to keep you much longer, but I do want to ask um, a few questions. I ask all my guests, your favorite, do you have a favorite rom-com? I know we talked about um, like some holiday movies and stuff. I, yeah, I think it, it it has some dramatic elements just because the stakes feel heavier, but I, I my favorite is Say Anything. Classic. I love the writing. Yeah. I love John Cusack's character in that. I just don't know if you can top it. What's yours? Uh, you've got mail as my favorite. Yes. I love it. It's 100%. like such a cozy. It's so cozy. I miss Meg Ryan so much on screen though. We need her. Yeah, we need her. We need her. There's, there's none better than her. If you I were ch- watched, you got mail. I'm sorry. I just have to share no, this with you because I know you agree. I remember I saw it on TV for the first time, not in the theater. And maybe it was that time of the month, so maybe I was a little bit emotional. But I do remember that I stood up during a commercial break back when you had to sit through those. And I remember saying out loud at the top of my voice, this is the best movie I have ever seen. <laughs> Just true. had to be said totally by myself. <laughs> uh, about that. And it's a holiday movie. It works for any hol- holiday because they sort of run through the year and that. Yeah that movie so we get the christmas we get the thanksgiving we get springtime um and no one does i mean the chemistry between tom and meg is just like something you cannot recreate and they spend that whole movie like in different places you know what i mean And they still somehow have it that's crazy rachel i could go into a long soliloquy about how the media treated meg ryan poorly do you remember that whole time uh, it yeah, was I remember the whole time, the sorry, whole era, being a part in Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, no, and you've got me. Of course, we're just at the bookstore, and this. Go ahead. But they um, tre- they treated her in the media. She had maybe some Botox or something, and they acted like she was nuts or something. And now, of course, everyone gets you know stuff done or little sure. tweaks or whatever. And then the whole dentist thing, they tore her apart from that. But then we learn later on that. Of course, he, you know, there was issues in the marriage that weren't just her. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like the media tore that woman apart and she gave us so much for so many years. So much. And I'm disgusted by it, Rachel. If disgusted. we do nothing, if we accomplish nothing else today, but remind people that Meg Ryan and her humanity and, and vibrance and lovability and charm, uh, if, okay, you know, like if she did anything but give, uh, to us creatively, you know, like, oh my God, we, we owe her, we owe her all the respect in the world. Yes. We have everything that her heart desires. Justice so, for Meg. Justice for Meg. Yes. If we walk away with nothing today. Yeah. People, <laughs> people will walk away with that. Uh, if you Meanwhile, were. Meg Ryan's probably like, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm doing great. She's like in a Scrooge, so a Scrooge McDuck uh, <laughs> bank, uh, floating around in coins or whatever money. Oh, totally. Uh, do you, if you were choosing for People Magazine, sexiest man alive, who would you choose? Uh wow. Um, I just wasn't ready for this. What about if you were picking? Come on. Uh, you know, I always go with like I, Michael B. Jordan was last year's pick, and I thought that was like a great pick. I find him very sexy. Chris Hemsworth to me. Henry Cavill, 
Idris yeah. Elba. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, those would be like the people. I really like Henry Golding from Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, he has a real like. I like it when guys are that hot, but they don't walk around like they think they are. Like he really has that quality to me. Like if he has an ego, he's really hiding it well. I find Damon Wayans sexy too, who he did love guaranteed with. I mean, he's like got like a really quick wit and his, he seems very confident. I, I I loved him on happy endings. He was great. Completely. And like the, the greatest thing about Damon who is even more attractive when you meet him and know him a bit is just the, full lack of ego. He's the least actory actor I've ever met. Like I was a producer on that movie. And I remember asking our costume designer, how Damon's fitting went, was he happy this and that? And she, and Val, the costume designer laughed and she said, that was the easiest fitting I've ever done. She said, do you like this? Do you like that? You know, like what, what, what do you love? And he said, I don't know. My wife dresses me, put me in whatever. And she was just like, Oh, it's always nice to hear that. Oh my God. He's the best. And he's so funny. And like, he just has this like smart guy thing. That's like, I, I don't know. I, I adore Damon. You're he's making charming. me miss him. Stop it. Um, okay. Mariah Carey, favorite Mariah Carey song. Uh, well, of course, like this is just making me think that it's all I want for Christmas is you, but I don't know. A classic. All, all of them. Yeah. Have you seen our Christmas special? I did on Apple. Yeah. It's so adorable. Yeah. Did you watch it? I saw parts of it um, at my friend Joy's house. She had it on. And I remember just thinking like, is she just going to like drift around looking amazing and singing? Cause I'm, I could do this right. for hours. Does anything right. else happen? Right. No, no I, yeah, okay. we don't need a story. It's like just no, 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 no. Single, uh, sing in front of a jingle bell and I'm happy. Uh, <laughs> what's next for you, Rachel? Will we be getting, are, are you going to plan to do more of these Hallmark Christmas films? I mean, Hallmark loves you. I know you, you've done a bunch of stuff outside of Christmas for them too. Um, yeah, I did an independent pilot in, was it, I think, September of this year in Wisconsin. It's like part of an anthology series that's like very different and Twin Peaksy and weird. So I'm hoping that I'll be able to, like, if they finish that this year, like promote that with them. Um, I have some other stuff that I'm pitching that's in the rom-com space. I don't have my Christmas pitch for 2021 sorted out yet, but I'll think of something. Hopefully get that made next year. Just you know, stay in the grind. You know how it is. I feel like Netflix must uh, take whatever you want to give them because that was a huge thing. Love guaranteed. I remember I I read about how much of a hit it was for Netflix and everyone I know was, it was like that weekend it came out. Everyone's just like, what's this movie? Yay. And it was great. So. Oh my God. No, thank you. And thank you to everyone you know who, who watched it like that. That was just such a a dream process, and I will always, always, always be grateful for that. Do I have a blank, you know, not a blank check? Do I have a golden ticket there? No, I got to work for it, but I definitely hope to work for them again. Yeah, I, that had the same quality, though, like we talked about the, the, those other movies where I feel like people discovered it in a way um, on Netflix as they were browsing, and they put it on. I, there was just a lot of chatter of like, oh, have you seen this? It's called Love Guaranteed, and um that's always fun. Rachel, this was such a delight. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time. It, it was so lovely meeting you. You know, I saw you um, at the Britney Runs a Marathon premiere. Um, 
I can't, I get goosebumps thinking about that. Wasn't movie. it the best? I know. What, I'm afraid, it's it's the best. You know what? I might've even liked that. Well, cause it's not a straight up rom-com. It's like a personal journey movie. I know I'm running over time, but I love no, that movie. Okay. Did you love it? Loved it. Loved it so much. And I, my friend Jenna and I were there and we saw you and we were like, going to go say hi. We were like, let's go. Cause we love you. And we were like, let's go have a, get a cocktail and then we'll go say hi. And then we just missed you. But uh, yeah, yeah, that movie was incredible. I mean, uh, Jillian's a friend and she's just the best. Well, tell her that it, if it, you know, acts like I said it in a very cool, smooth way, but that I thought she was utterly incredible and I cried my eyes out through yeah. so much of that movie and laughed just as much. So, yeah. Rachel, yeah. thank you so much. Thank Happy you. holidays. Merry Christmas. And hopefully thank we'll you. get to meet again. Bye bye. Oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. I'm here with the one and only, a queen, an icon, and a legend, Marie Osman. Marie, well, how are you doing today? I just think I'm just going to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> Marie, I'm doing I- great. I'm so excited because not only am I a fan, of course, I've followed your work for forever, um, but we have my mom here on the Zoom and she is no joke. One of your biggest fans. She's seen you hi, live hundreds of Linda? times. That's Linda. Yeah, right? Linda. Hi, how are you? I'm doing 
great. I am. I was so excited when Danny said he was going to interview you. I said, you have to somehow put me on for a minute because <laughs> I've been one of your best. I've been one of your uh, fans for a lot of years. Oh, bless your heart. We, we've seen you guys in Las Vegas at the Flamingo probably a dozen times. We've oh seen God. you guys up in Canada. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Up in Windsor, Canada. I've seen your Christmas show many times. It's wonderful. Oh, how cute. So it's so cute that your mom is there. When my mom got sick, I was doing a radio show so that I could stay home with my my mom and help her and help my dad. And my dad would come over every day on that radio show and um, sit by me. And he would just love it, you know, for a couple hours every day, just sit there and laugh and and interviewed people. It was so fun. I love that your mom is with you. Well, That's it's so truly, it was truly so exciting for me because I've, I've interviewed so many people and oftentimes they're people my mom is just not very excited about. So when I found out you were coming on the show and she's no joke, like you're, you're oh, the tippy you're top so for her. Cute, Linda. Well, thank yeah, you. And I have to put da- Donnie in there also because you and Donnie are both my. <laughs> I know you probably wouldn't like that, but that's okay. This is, this is the Danny and Marie show. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so Marie, um, you know, speaking of doing live shows, you're not you're not performing right now, of course, because of this time we're in. Are you right. missing it? Are you missing being on stage? Yeah, especially the holidays, because uh, I I did a holiday show even before Donnie and I got back together in Vegas, and we were there for 11 years, but um, I just, I really love it, and I had all these um, wonderful symphonic dates booked to do, uh, I have a new album coming out first of the year, it was going to come out actually for the holidays, but um, COVID shut that down too, but it, it's getting finished right now, we're shooting, we just shot the cover, and uh, it's being it, it, anyway, it's very exciting. But anyway, um, it should come out uh, sometime next year, like the beginning of the year, because all of those dates and others, we're booking more right now, uh, we're putting into the new year, uh, and we're going to be doing symphonic uh, shows with the album as well as holidays. So it's all being booked for 2021. Oh, that's amazing. And you yeah. also just had a recently a Lifetime Christmas movie, and you've You've yes. done a bunch of these, and I think I read you're doing, two, you have two more sort of in the works. Is no, that- I have not done a bunch of these. The last time I tried this, I, I went to, I moved to New York when I was mm, young, like maybe 1920, and I studied with Lee Strasberg, and it's something that I really always wanted to do, and then our family had financial difficulties, so I had to go back to work, and I'm not complaining because I, I went into country, and I love, you know, I, I am a little bit country. I started at age 12 and a half, you know, with Paper Roses, and so I did all that and, and uh, did songs with Donnie, and then I went back into the country, but I've always wanted to act, and so um, with Lifetime, uh, I just, look, am I the greatest actress in the world? Absolutely not. But if you don't do it, you're not going to get better. And so I just thought, why not? You know, there's a lot of great parts. I am producing one in January, and I'm doing another one uh, the, uh, in the middle of the year. But they're really wonderful parts, and they're not super heavy, so they're, they're great learning experiences. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, just good thinking in them. You know, they're, they're really, they're, I'm enjoying it. (laughs) I love, I, you know, I'm a huge fan. Obviously I have this show all about these Christmas movies and I love them. And I think Lifetime has really stepped it up in a way, you know, I was watching the, the movies that they've been putting out this year and they're all fantastic and, you know, production value and everything. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, you look at the budget on some of these and you're like, wow, that's amazing. And working with, with incredible people too, um, you know, that, that's a big part of it. And so, uh, 
Yeah, I love them. I did their commercials for Lifetime Holiday last year. And then remember, that's the one where there, there were two of me sitting on my right. shoulders. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did the ones this year, which is, you know, keep it, keeping it simple, which obviously I did not. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I love them. They're so much fun to work with. I've had a great time. They're good people. They're fantastic. Now, yeah, they really are. Looking back on your career, whether it be uh, acting, music, is there one sort of peak high point that you look back on and think, wow, that was maybe the most meaningful creation? creatively or the most fun? That's a good question. I think for me, I mean, I was so blessed to grow up working with, I mean, what I call the great entertainers. And, you know, when you rub shoulders with Bob Hope and Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra and Sammy Davis Jr. taught me how to walk on a stage and, you know, all these things toward USO with Bob and, um, and and you just learn Lucille Ball. I played Scrabble with Lucille Ball all the time. Uh, you know, you learn a lot of things, but as television and those types of things, I think for me, the most um, fearful, most exciting moment was when I did Broadway for the first time and I had to sing legit soprano. Mm-hmm. You know, you couldn't go out there, the heels are alive. You know, you couldn't do that. <laughs> and so. <laughs> no, I don't think that. Uh, wrong heels. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it was. It was truly, uh, you know, walking out on Broadway was just a really very exciting thing for me. So yeah. I was Roger yeah. Hammerstein's girl for a while. You mentioned Lucille Ball, who, of course, I worshipped. I loved I Love Lucy more than anything. It's the right. She was the best, the best. What was yeah. she like playing Scrabble with she her? Was, she was tough yeah. and, uh, and yet very generous when you did something correctly. But she, uh, at, at the, that stage in the game, she came on Donnie and Marie, and uh, she played the Tin Woman. I played Dorothy, and Ray Bolger played himself, only older, the the, the Scarecrow. And uh, who was who was the Lion? I think it was Paul Williams, and then wow. Don was uh, the Wizard. But working with her and watching her, uh, I went in to the studio. And Linda, you'll get a kick out of this. Um, I went in early because I just wanted to sleep on the couch. I was super tired. We had to learn like 350 pages of script in two and a half days. And so I I went in early. So I avoided the traffic and I was sleeping on the couch and all of a sudden my makeup artist was doing somebody else. And how old was I? 16, maybe 17. And so I walked by, you know how you just kind of go by the door and you're looking, who is that? (laughs) All the time. And all of a sudden I realized he was doing Lucy. And I watched her get ready, and boy, did I learn some tricks. Ugh. But it was so fascinating, and um, I mean, you guys, amazing watching. And and afterwards, I, I was walking by, and she jumped out at me, and she goes, so did you see everything you wanted to see? Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, hello, you know, <laughs> hello, Miss Paul. Uh. And she said, look, you want to last in this business as a woman? Let's start with lighting. And so she walked me out onto the set and she showed me and taught me about lighting. She goes, men age gracefully, women get old. Never let yourself, you know, know your lighting. And and she was just brilliant. Just amazing, tough. But then, like I said, we go over to her house and she loves Scrabble. Very intelligent, totally amazing woman. You know, I'm always finding myself on YouTube late at night, like watching old clips of, of Lucy interviews. There was an interview she did on the Joan Rivers show when, when Joan had the late night show. And, huh? and I just recently watched that one. And, um, you know, and speaking of talk shows, I grew up. Carson, I think she did, didn't she? She I did, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I met Joan at QVC. That's when Joan and I would hang out. <laughs> oh my god, Joan was the best. I miss Joan. On t- I miss her. Just Joan was Joan was classic. You know, yeah. she knew television and she knew how to. Um, she she's just a funny lady. Always worked. Had a very strong work ethic. Her, yeah. uh, I just recently posted on my Instagram, there's a clip of her and Regis. She had filled in for Kathy Lee back in the day. Joan had filled in. And the two of them watching their wits, they're so quick and smart and funny. And like it was trying just, to outdo the other. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they're both great. amazing. Boy, did yeah. they know how to talk to that camera. Amazing yeah. what they uh, did. Marie, I also grew up watching you and Donnie on the talk show. And I remember you used to have all the people that I was obsessed with. You had NSYNC and, and Britney Spears and all sort of those I, young. Well, and what's crazy is we were the ones that debuted them. Like Britney, right. the first time she ever sang her song on national television was that show. Right. So we did, de- you know, it was like uh, all those people. It was really a fun show, wasn't it? Jessica yeah. Simpson. And I mean, you yeah. had all those pop people. and Shay, all those guys. Yeah. When you look, when you were watching the, that crop of talent, you've obviously seen so many wonderful people and worked with so many wonderful people. But was there one person that kind of stuck out to you and you thought that's going to be someone who's going to have a long career? Does that make sense? Oh, I think you. I think I've seen that um, with quite a few people. I think that the people who transition from child celebrity to adult celebrity. Uh, they they have a really hard work ethic, uh, but I think the long term people are just lovely. They yeah. they really appreciate. They've ridden that roller coaster many times, and you meet the same people going up as you do going down. And uh, I learned a lot from different, especially I watched a lot of the women I worked with. Whether it was you know the you know Farrah's we first show she ever did was ours Farrah Fawcett wow. and. Uh, uh, who was a $6 million man? Uh, Lee Majors. He, we wanted him to do the show because he was the $6 million man, our pilot. And the only way we could get him is if we had his wife on the show, which was Farrah Fawcett. And we're like, who is she? She hadn't done anything yet. Wow. I think we had her selling dinosaurs or something like that. <laughs> but um, no, I, what I learned is that there were certain women who were, um, we, we would call them divas, and they just, I, I, what I noticed, it was a lot of insecurity maybe that was behind the diva. Mm-hmm. And, and then there were the other ones that were just professional and lovely and delivered. And so I learned a lot of great things to be and things that I probably didn't want to be. And it was just a, a, great, a great school uh, for just how to be a person, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, it, it's amazing to watch your career too, because you've just... Uh, you've been so successful for so long and it's such a rare thing. I mean, I, I mentioned you're an icon, but you truly are an icon. It's like, <laughs> you're so cute. It's amazing. I um, don't think that way. I, you know, I guess you are Marie. You are. <laughs> you are. It is what it is. You are. <laughs> you're very kind. Uh, I think you just live. No, long I don't enough, think so. I feel sorry for you. But, um, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I, I really, I feel very blessed, especially being a woman who has been able to work uh, consistently for 58 years now. And so it's, uh, yeah, it's, and I still am very passionate. I think if you lose that passion, it's time to, you know, hang up the coat. When you look at your time on doing talk shows, I mentioned how much I love talk shows. What did you learn about being a, a successful talk show host? Like, what it, what do you think, even from your appearances on other shows, like, what, what do you think makes a successful talk show host? 
I think it's not about you. I think you have to really be about them. And like you, look at you, you listen, you're curious, uh, you, you know how to, you know what a minute is, you know what I'm saying? You know what two minutes, it's different when you're talking versus what you think two minutes are. So you just have to learn the timing. You have to be very aware of what's going on and read what the audience is enjoying. If something's not working, how to move. It's, it's, um, it's just, a skill that you would learn in an office or any place else, but mostly I think the curiosity. Yeah. By the way, are you related to the Pellegrino water? Because I really dig it. No, I wish no we, we are not. <laughs> I wish. Uh, Marie, uh, I have some other um, uh, some other holiday questions for you. Do you have any favorite Christmas memories? Or is there one that sort of sticks out from whether you were a kid or or uh, more recent? Well, there were a lot of fun memories. One one of my favorite was being in Japan, and we were we were kids. It was our family, and we couldn't find a Christmas tree. My mother and I would go out shopping. I'm the only girl, and so we tried. We bought some kind of a bonsai something and tried to put ornaments on it. And no matter what, my parents really tried to make Christmas a beautiful celebration, whether we were on the road in a hotel room or at home. Um, and uh, I remember that she remember cassette players. <laughs> so there was a, she bought a cassette player and she got that dog barking. Woof, 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 woof. And that's what we woke up to. And I'll never forget going, this is the dumbest, most fun <laughs> Christmas we've ever had. And we got on that bonsai tree. It was all IOUs because we could fly everything around and I got a tennis racket and I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, my dad growing up, he would always wake us up by jumping on the bed and yelling bonsai. Like that was just a, a thing that I always remember. Yeah. Uh, speaking of family, do you think you'll work with Donnie again? Or do you think, um, you know, enough you with know, Donnie? I, well, we were supposed to do Vegas for six weeks. Yeah. And it ended up being 11 years. And I don't know if you ever saw the movie Spinal Tap. It's kind yeah. of a cult film. Yeah. yeah, we were on stage and we were taking a bow as we were getting to our 10th year. And I looked at him and I said, let's go to 11. And he started laughing. He said, because it's one more. And that's really why we did 11 years. But um, we, we saw you guys the 10th year. I believe we were the there. Yeah. Year? Oh, okay. Because I knew that next year you guys were done. I knew, you know. Yeah. And you know what? It was really, it was crazy. But I think we were ready to move on. And I don't know if we'll, if, you know, you never say never because I, I don't like the celebrities say this is my final tour. And then you go back again. It's like, no. So I'm not going to say never, but it's probably unlikely, you know, I mean, I see him. He's my brother, but as far as like performing. Yeah. Do you have a favorite holiday song, a favorite Christmas song? Ooh, ooh, ooh. The, one, ooh, yeah, the barking. <laughs> um, well, you, Linda, you saw the the Christmas show. We do a oh, lot yes, of yes. there. Uh, I like the, the costumes are beautiful. Always, oh, the whole show you. is just fabulous. I mean, just fabulous. Oh, we you. we saw that probably about four or five times. Oh, you're and so it was wonderful. Beautiful. Yeah, it was great. I liked. Uh, it's not really a holiday song, but I love it for the holidays. That's how great thou art. I don't know mm-hmm. if you saw that. Yeah. I see that in the yeah. show. And then every now and then I'll throw in an opera piece or something like that. Uh, uh, Your opera is beautiful. Coming down. I mean, like in Vegas, coming down. It just <laughs> oh, it was so beautiful. Oh my gosh, I Danny, I love your mother. I'm telling no, you, Marie. Like I, I've I, been telling him for years and years, and. <laughs> 
Oh, Maria, I'm not, no joke. She's seen you a million times. And every time I, I live in Los Angeles, she lives in Ohio. And every time we usually meet in Vegas and it's the reason we meet in Vegas is so that her and my dad can go see you and Donnie. Like that was why. We Andy, did you ever see the show? I've seen it before. I saw it yeah. once or twice. Once, I think, uh, yeah, I think once, once or time. twice. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but they would always say, you have to come to Vegas. We're going to see Donnie and Marie. We're going to see every single time we're seeing Donnie and Marie. You know, it was such an interesting thing because I think initially a lot of people came to Vegas that were fans of Donnie and Marie, you know, the original variety show and our music. And then we start seeing other generations come. And like I saw my doll buyers. And by the end of that run, we had teenagers in the audience and young kids. And it was so fun. There's a gal on my Instagram. She said, I, I've been a, an official fan of Marie for nine years now. <laughs> And she's so young and she's darling. And it's just, it's, it's interesting where people find you along the way. And uh, when they find you, it's, uh, it's really lovely, but it's, it's been kind of a, that Vegas was a generational show for us. So it was really, you saw that we had to make sure there was something for everybody in that show. It was, uh, it was challenging, but really fun. You know, Maria, I want to get a, a little more serious for a second. Uh, oh, right dear. now, 2020 is such a hard year for everyone. And and I always like to ask my guests, like, what what advice can you give someone that's going through a hard time right now that, that you've learned along the way or, or just something that people can hold on to right now? Because it's just a rough year. I mean, I, my mom's here. I'm not going to get to see them for, for the holidays, my family. And it's, you know, so many other it's people are going year. through worse it's things. It's been a whole year that I've seen Wow. Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah, we were supposed to be locked down for what, three weeks or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do my own social media. Uh, I enjoy doing that. I like, um, I, I write these Sunday messages that I keep kind of generic and faith motivational, things like that. Count your blessings. And I think that's the hardest thing during COVID is to stay full of faith instead of fear. Um, I think fear will shut anybody down. And I was watching, uh, or was I reading? I I think I was reading it that um, so many people are just devastated this year and are really struggling with depression and things like that. And businesses closing. I just don't think they realize the effect that you can't go to a show. It's so hard to find something to uplift. Now they're telling us not to hug each other. And uh, it's just, it's so difficult for so many people. Uh, and so I would st- I would say try to be the person that gives if, if and also the negativity I just I can't take it yeah. be the person that gives the hope and by doing that I think it makes you feel better uh, to be that you know find find the lemonade out of the lemons and if somebody's having a bad day you'd be surprised what a how are you today or a, a smile even something that simple uh, can make somebody's day and change their mood. Marie, what's next for you? You mentioned the mu- the music is coming out at the beginning of next year. Anything else you can tell us or, or promote and plug? Well, Lifetime's got me hooked. Uh, good, I really good, because that's what we, we want that. Good. That's I enjoyed doing the Christmas edition, and Carly was fantastic, and and Rob, all the everybody, the everybody involved. So I am uh, producing one that we're going to shoot in January, a movie, and then I'm doing another one uh, early summer. Um, so I've got two more films coming out. And also I have, like I said, I have a bunch of, uh, symphonic dates coming out that we've been booking. And so that will be, uh, 2021. And there's nothing more incredible than to have that 60 somewhat piece orchestra behind you. 
and you're just singing live. It's, it's something that I hope if you're a little bit country, you'll give it a shot because, <laughs> because it's life changing to me. There's just, when you see all those incredible artists on stage uh, playing and performing, and then you get to stand there as an artist and sing with them. It's, it's, um, it's so moving. Oh my gosh. It's incredible. Fun. Marie, I want to thank you so much for taking the time, not only for me, but uh, this meant the world I know to my, my mom. And so thank you so <laughs> yeah, much. Thank you so much. Thank you, Linda. Thank have, you. What a pleasure. Your, your son is darling. We love him. <laughs> we love him. Nothing better than our kids. Gotta love She's a little bit country and I'm a little bit gay, but it works. <laughs> it all works. It all works. It's okay. My daughter's gay. I get you. He's a great son. That's a. That's and you know, speaking of it. lifetime, though, I I was telling my mom there's a new one with Fran Drescher, and um, yeah. and there's two gay yeah. leads, and it was so exciting um to see that lifetime is also branching out and doing a lot of diverse stories for this holiday season too. Yeah, I think you know there's wonderful writers, and I think people are are just really um, I think the more love we have for each other, the better. Sure. And uh, it's a, it's a better world. I think too many people sit behind their computers and write nasty things. And I think, you know, allow people to be who they are. We shouldn't, we shouldn't, uh, we should appreciate the freedoms that we enjoy and the, and the, uh, the kindness that we should have for each other. I'm actually working on a a kid's book right now. So um, yeah, I love that. Well, Marie, thank you so much for taking the time. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. You have, have a wonderful holiday. Have a great lifetime. Yes. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.